Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2204. The latest trend in lousy personal finance advice. Part one by Alain Massacott of freetopursue.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Now today's post is actually broken up into two parts. So I'll be reading you half the article today and we'll finish the rest tomorrow. So let's jump into part one and start optimizing your life. The latest trend in lousy personal finance advice, part one by Alain Massacott of freetopursue.com. I don't often write about basic personal finance principles on this blog, but I'll jump in on a recent trend I'm noticing on YouTube. I'm seeing various bloggers and vloggers repeating the following advice especially when it comes to what I would consider luxury or treat yourself type of items. Don't buy something on sale if you wouldn't buy it at regular price. On the surface, it might seem like great advice. What the message is intended to do is to address the impulse to buy something we would never have even considered just because it's on sale. But the hidden message within the statement is that it's somehow normal or expected to be paying regular price and or not to negotiate on purchases where this is culturally an appropriate practice. I would not say that everything is fair game in North America. It made me think, do people really buy stuff full price? Serious question. That feels so foreign to my very everyday opportunistic self. The statement just quoted might be better communicated this way to capture the true underlying intention. If you wouldn't have noticed this product at regular price, don't even think of buying it. This second statement is fundamentally different. There's a difference between being interested in a product at regular price and actually buying it at regular price. This different thinking can hint at a change in behavior. I can think of plenty of products that are regular price that interest me, but I can tell you there's no way in you know what that I would be shelling out the cash to get my hands on them. What I wanna focus on here is an underlying assumption about habits and pricing. The first piece of advice suggests that buying at regular price is the norm in our day-to-day activities. I wanna challenge this norm because saving on products and services we consume regularly is about the best way to reduce household expenses and it can have a greater impact on our household's financial fitness than getting a raise or promotion at work as long as the savings don't end up being spent on yet more products and services. It can even have a greater impact on a household's wellness than a given year's investment returns. 
Where else can you make an automatic 30% plus by purchasing a consumable need on sale? The assumption here is that we bank the difference or if money's very tight, that we're avoiding debt by spending the difference on other basic needs. For our household, buying products and services at regular price is the exception, especially when it comes to consumable products we purchase often. Okay, I have to admit that we're not huge consumers of household items. The grocery store is where most of our consumer purchases take place. We don't really purchase anything for our home, car, etc., other than the regular maintenance our belongings require to remain in good working order. We also don't tend to replace items until they've either gone to consumer goods heaven or don't fit our needs anymore. We do spend money on our home-based business, materials, computers, services, on sale wherever possible, but we consider that a reasonable cost of doing business and these purchases happen maybe twice a year. When it comes to restocking on staple items, here's how we shop. We pay attention to flyers and product pricing. We know when the stores we regularly frequent have sales, seasonal, clearance, etc. We keep a list, mental and or written, of things we want to purchase eventually, but that are not an emergency purchase. When there's a sale on a product in a given category, and it's the same or a better sale price than what we regularly would buy, we try to see if it could be a good substitute. We buy clearance perishable items if it's something we can use immediately and we buy value-sized products. Here's a bit more detail on each of these behaviors. Number one, paying attention to flyers and product pricing. This is a big one, though the process only takes about 10 minutes per week. We focus on stocking up, doing a big $250 grocery shopping trip when the store we shop at, Superstore, is offering $25 off a $250 purchase, which is announced in their weekly flyer and app. Anything less than that type of offer makes it a week where I only purchase the sales items we need to make it to the next $25 offer. That's where a freezer comes in handy. We shop our stash. And it's not a hard thing to do because we stock up when items are on sale and tend to look out for those items when we know we'll need to restock. I guess you could say that the sale items make up the daily food menus for the week. Also, knowing whether something is really on sale is key. Getting something for 30% off when the regular price has been hiked up by 20 to 30% means it's not really on sale. That means it's useful to know what a good price base price is for items anyone tends to buy often. Knowing these values means we create an anchor for ourselves, a trigger that tells us something is a good value for money. Items where I've noticed this happening other than fresh fruits and vegetables, nut butters, nuts, cheese, chocolate, coffee, detergent, cosmetics, and paper products. Number two, knowing when stores have sales. Most of our purchasing as consumers is not done in a state of emergency. When it comes to consumption, we tend to plan ahead and be patient. We know when sales happen, and we know when they happen at the stores we frequent most. I really don't understand why we wouldn't wait for a sale on virtually everything we consume. And I have to assert that, to me at least, less than 20% off an item does not constitute a sale. Sales start getting my attention when I'm saving 30% or more on an item I've had my eye on for a while or something I regularly consume. The key here is that we're strategically shopping sales. We're not using sales as an excuse. 
We wait for them and we know what category of products we're going to buy when it comes. Our patience is usually greatly rewarded. Plus, there's the added bonus of being grateful for the products because the extra effort in delaying our gratification makes them a bit more special. One key to the sales focus is to keep our eye on our preferences for a given category of products. Focusing on wanting a given model and a given color can drive anyone crazy. What we focus on instead is what we want to get that fits in that general product category when replacing highly used items. This also goes for fashion and beauty and wellness products. I guess you could say I have blinders on in that I don't even consider full-priced items as being eligible to make it into my cart. What about FOMO? If I don't know all that was available beforehand, I won't be disappointed when I shop what is still in stock. This is a big one when shopping the after Christmas sales. What I don't know can't hurt me, and the 50% off the original price tag makes it an even easier pill to swallow. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled The Latest Trend in Lousy Personal Finance Advice by Alain Massacott of freetopursue.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear, upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news, there's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. I think Alain made a great point about being familiar about what things cost so you can spot a good deal when you see one. There are a few other tips that guide my grocery shopping. I only ever buy meat that's discounted and I look for prices under two to $3 a pound. Whenever I go to the store, I stockpile whatever meat is less than $3 per pound and then I throw it in the freezer and meal plan around it the following week or sometime in the future. This helps me maintain variety, and by stockpiling, if nothing good is on sale one week, I just don't buy any meat because I have plenty in the freezer. Meat is one of the most expensive things I buy, so this method really helps me keep costs down. 
I also started noticing that my local Kroger offers digital coupons that can be loaded directly onto my loyalty card. And so I'm not actually clipping coupons. While I'm at the store buying my usual groceries, every now and then I'll notice a call out for the digital coupon for something I'm going to buy anyway. And I load it onto my loyalty card right there on the Kroger app. I also like to be flexible on what I'm eating so I can take advantage of sales. So for example, most weeks, I'm going to make some kind of roasted vegetable as a side with dinner, and I'll buy whatever vegetables are on sale that week. Keeping food costs down and cooking most of my meals is one of the main ways I keep my expenses low. And that should do it for today. Have a happy rest of your day, and I'll see you tomorrow where we'll finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits.